0: Welcome to Working Matters. I'm Claudia Rempel. And I'm Carl Edwards. Carl, today we uh, bring our series to a close with the topic of influence. Yes. Influence sounds to me like veiled management speak for control and micromanaging.
1: Well, that is a problem where most (laughs) of us work, isn't it? No, influence has nothing to do with control. That's the the great misnomer about it. Mm -hmm. But it does have to do with working with other people and being able to get everybody to pull in the same direction. But you're right, if you associate it with control, you run into the problem of let making the others feel less human and less like they're a part of the solution because you're basically manipulating them to get to do things your way.
0: Well, what's the most appropriate way for, let's say, a supervisor to influence their employees to sort of see where they're at and manage them, I guess,
1: it's a sort of influence? Well, it's a matter of trying to keep everybody's focus on what you're trying to accomplish as a team or what the, where the company is about, as opposed to making the focus yourself and your own leadership and getting everybody to either agree with you or go along with you without argument. So as long as people you know, kind of have this battle between themselves of you know, do what I tell you to do, uh, the focus is off. When you can, if you can start by getting the focus on what we're trying to accomplish What we're all trying to accomplish and draw people into the process of doing that well, then you get their ownership and their creativity and their ideas. And if you have your own, their ideas will make yours better, not detract from them.
0: But that's often a hard thing to do as people responsible for, a, let's say, a job or a production or something. That's kind of your job on the
1: line when you manage people. It is a hard thing to do. Mm -hmm. It is much simpler and easier just to shout a command and have everybody hop to and to get up for that work of being open to discussion and new ideas and other people's input is is complicated. And not everybody engages that process well, so that complicates it further. But it's what's worth it. It's what's going to get you the outcomes that you want. If you have something that's an emergency and urgent, shouting a command might be what you need to do, mm-hmm. and everybody needs to jump on board. But in ordinary processes, the more you can include people in it and show that you respect them and want their input, then your influence grows because people believe at their core that you trust them, and they, they want to give. I mean, everybody wants to participate.
0: So what I hear you saying is influence is really the opposite of control.
1: Yes. That's a good way to put it, because control just means there's one person involved, the controller, and trying to get the other people to do it. But influence more has to do with respect and relationship and drawing out of people their desire and their willingness and their energy into your process and your initiative as leader.
0: How do you move then from uh, this, because I think control is more pervasive in the way that we that we manage people. Because I often hear, oh, my boss micromanages me to death. You know, I can't do anything right. If I do something, you know, he wants me to change it. So how do you move as a person who's used to practicing control towards influence?
1: Well, that's why we call our series No Excuses. We're taking as our starting point that we're going to look at ourselves. And when we run into these problems where people don't come running alongside us and our leadership, we really have to look at ourselves first. And so where you start is looking at why you might not want to include others. Is, are, is your job on the line and is so much at stake that you don't want to take your chance on somebody else making a mistake along the way? Are, are you less than secure about your idea? So to hear an alternative way of doing something, you, do you hear that as attack or as saying your idea is a bad idea? If you could start examining some of these dynamics going on and thinking about them, why does that why do you respond the way you do, you usually will find out that you're just interpreting the situation a certain way. And if you can change how you're looking at it, then that will create a situation where others can participate. So the short answer (laughs) is you look at why you're responding and why you need a certain sort of control before you look at why other people may or may not be going along with you.
0: But there are situations where we've kind of given up control over let's say a job and it just wasn't done well or it fell through.
1: Excellent point. Sure, sure. Our confidence and trust in others doesn't mean that they're angels or um, competent or always have the best of the company in mind themselves. And that's an excellent point. So we go back to our third tension now, the things we want to hold in tension, that along with empowerment and inviting others into the process and inviting and respecting their contribution goes accountability. That we are still about results. We are still about accomplishing what the company needs to accomplish and we want to hold those two things together, not swing way over to the kind of controlling micromanage accountability that blames and gives orders nor do we want to swing all the way over to kind of a laissez-faire. Well, if I give people the maximum freedom and the least amount of supervision possible, they'll flourish the most. That's, a, that's the opposite fallacy that you just brought up. So you still need to be
0: involved. It's not a hands-off
1: approach. The temptation is to say, he just took his hands off and let me do what I wanted to do when I wanted to do it. I would be able to really make a difference here. But... We need direction. We need supervision in the sense that we need someone both encouraging us and pushing us and creating that sense of uh, urgency and momentum. We need to, it's hard to, for many people to share a common focus so the leader's responsible for keeping everybody pulling in the same direction. So it's a tension. Uh, we, we're, again, we're going to hold two things in tension, accountability and empowerment. And when we hold those together, our leadership has the potential to influence.
0: This makes me think, Carl, that as employees, on the flip side of the employer, we often do not communicate what we need in a situation. So in being a part of a team and having that empowerment, I would think the hope is that as the employee, you would communicate if you need more direction or less control.
1: And that's, that is the opposite side of it. Again, it's the same assumption, though. It's that the supervisor has, gets all the voice, gets all the power, and I have no voice. And I have no power. And that's the starting assumption. Both sides need to chuck out the window and realize that they're in this together. And leaders need to take the initiative to solicit and make a safe place to, for employees to voice their ideas or their concerns or their needs without fear or worry about how it's going to be dealt with. And employees need to find ways to be creative about, you know, learning how their boss receives communications and be savvy about ways to bring it up in such a way that they're a little insecure or if they like things done a certain way that they can couch their ideas in those terms and be better received for it. But we don't have to go all the way to the extreme of feeling I have no voice.
0: Well, um, our series has reached a close and we'll be starting up a new series next week. Any last remaining thoughts that you want to leave uh, with our listeners about no excuses and these four areas that we've covered so far?
1: Well, we're going to move on to hard facts about working with people. And Far from being the soft side of business, it's the hard realities that we're, all the things that we want to do are dependent on those around us helping us. Um, so before we move on from no excuses, we really have to commit and make that promise to ourselves that we talked about before, that as we approach things, we're going to start with ourselves, work on, How we're receiving things and how we're showing up and then we're going to think about what makes other people tick and that's where we're going next
0: well great and thank you to our listeners for joining us if you'd like more information about bold enterprises please check out our website at www.boldenterprises.com thanks for joining us
1: this podcast is a bold enterprises production